This is Iron Sports, 95.9, 106.9. I'm honored to have the Florida Sun Sentinel, a writer who covers the Dolphins and the Miami Heat, David Hyde on. David, thanks a lot for coming on Iron Sports. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ira. So you have an excellent article in today's Sun Sentinel about the Heat game last night over the Hawks, the 115-91 victory. And I liked how you first started saying, boy, the Heat fans were into the game. I was there yesterday. I noticed it too. First Heat victory at home in the playoffs since 2016. But fans just were like all white, but just a loud voice. Everything it made it a good environment. Yeah, well, fun. Uh, you know, between the first season the has where you don't know who's going to play for it and uh, wiping out um, or taking away their year, they went to the NBA Finals with the bubble. They had to go to the bubble in Orlando. It hasn't. It, it had, it's been six years now since there was a home playoff win, and uh, so that was fun. It was a fun atmosphere, a fun night, and uh, you know it'll be interesting to see um, not only how the Heat build off the night, but um, where they go this, in the next few weeks. And you mentioned in the article about uh, compare Spolster to Belichick over the defensive move maneuvers, but truly, Trey Young, 1 for 12 shooting, Bogdanovic 0 for 8 shooting. It would, They really, Trey Young, there was a point where I think Trey Young tried to drive, couldn't drive over Vincent and ended up like you know, trying to make a 45 foot shot because that was the easiest shot he could make. Just the defense on Trey Young finally and stopping Trey Young. Some of these other teams in the playoffs, like the Knicks last year, just let him go off for 40, 35 points every game, but the Heat were able to, to hold him way in check. Yeah, and you know how this goes in a seven-game series or, you know, I predict five-game series. But um, Trey Young will have his moments. But yesterday was uh, the Heat defense and Spolstra and the way they set up and, and um, frustrated Atlanta. And, and, you know, not only was Young bad at shooting today, uh, his career day shooting, but so so was his, part, his uh, other parts, uh, um, Gallinari and and uh, some of the other pieces that their Atlanta needs to, to make their awful shooting. And so, um, you know, game, game two Tuesday to me is really the series. Atlanta has to win that. Um, they're not going to beat the four or five um, afterwards. So, um, and, and they'll come out. Um, I, I expect them to be better than they were Sunday, whether they're good enough to win. We'll see. And the other Belichick comparison would be about, in terms of how to do rotations, actually the coaching. I mean, so much in the NBA is, well, the coach doesn't matter. The Heat realized they have one of the top coaches in the league, Spolstra. But by giving him this team that where they're playing 11 guys, I mean, Butler, Lowry, Bam, Tucker, Struce, Stard, you know, that, but their bench play, I mean, even at the end of the game, when you have people like Vincent and Martin and Struce, who are, you know, significant players during the game in the, in the mop-up role at the end of the game, shows, now they put some pressure on Spolster. He has to put the right rotations to make sure they, they work during the game. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about the way the Heater are constructed. You know, they, they have um, really good veteran older guys, the Butlers and Lowry's and P.J. Tucker's. They have a good young middle class of guys uh, at I.O. and Tyler Hero. And then they have, uh, you know, guys they've just discovered that, and are, you know, the, the ones you meant, Struess and Caleb Martin, and, uh, guys who, you know, in fact, LeBron and, and Kyle Kuzma tweeted about it yesterday about how the Heat find these players. Um, now that puts a burden on Spolstra. And, and the, the interesting part, he has to keep an open mind every night on who has the hot hand. And yesterday uh, against Atlanta, it was uh, Duncan Robinson, the 8 of 9 on three-pointers, 9 of 10 shooting overall. Um, and so Spolstra rode his hot hand. And, he, and his mind just has to be open to that because, you know, Tyler Hero didn't have the kind of game he's capable of either to that of Bayou. 
And so, you know, he moved the offense um, running, you know, a lot through or with Duncan's shooting and, and the way Duncan opened up the floor for everybody else. And so, um, you know, that's the blessing and the burden of having a, a, a roster like this. It's not like you're going to go into a game, you know, like when they had the big three here and knowing that LeBron, Wade, or and or Bosch would, uh, you know, carry them and they will either win or lose with them in some form. Now, now Spolster has to react to what's going on each game. And that brings back to Jimmy Butler. I mean, Jimmy Butler's the star of the team, and he is a great star in terms of he doesn't have to score 30 points to win the game. He, he can be happy scoring 12, 14 points. But he admitted himself that he was a little passive in terms of uh, uh, did not been, wasn't aggressive with his shooting. I mean, he was uh, 9 for 15 yesterday uh, for assists, more aggressive in terms of uh, going to the basket, even though he doesn't, it, the offense doesn't run through him. Yeah, well, it's good to hear. It was good to hear the Heat. Um, if you're a fan of the Heat, saying, "Well, we didn't play all that great," or there's places we need to work on, or, or a guy like Butler saying, "I wasn't that aggressive," because um, th- that's the team they want to be in the playoffs. You know, that, that they want to be. They showed Sunday the the uh, form they want to be. Now, each particular part can do better. That's that's great. But um, between their defense and um, you know, you look, you look at Butler was the point man on the defense a lot against Trey Young, you know, and then they'd spend eight or ten seconds switching and trying to get Atlanta would and tr- trying to get the right matchup for Trey Young. And um, so by then they're deep in the shot clock and, and end up, uh, you know, two or three seconds left having to put up a shot they didn't want a lot of times. But Butler, uh, you know, he might be nitpicking on his offense, but on his defense, uh, you know, he's exactly what they hoped. And then when I saw Capella get hurt, in the, I was nervous about the Hawks as a Heat fan, but I was nervous about him saying that it's going to, I think the Hawks with Capella would cause a lot of problems. But when Capella got hurt in the Cavs series in the Cav game, um, without him, you can see there just a hole in the middle. I mean, Okachamba, who came in, had three points. And without Capella, it's just a completely different Hawks team. Yeah, that's that was really the the question coming out. You know, you look you look at the danger. Uh, people say, like me, the regular season is diluted, and it is. But you, you look at this matchup: the Heat um, get Atlanta because they have the top seed, rather than facing a dangerous Brooklyn team that that really should have beaten Boston Game One yesterday. That's going to be a a uh, brutal series. Um, and then the Heat. Uh, so so there there's one benefit. The other benefit is. These playing games that the low seeds have to play, and that's where Pell got hurt. You know, Atlanta got John Collins back for the first time in about a month yesterday, um, and so that helped. But you know, you're they're under and inside, which is really the the place that you're vulnerable. It's it's to uh, if you if you had a bigger, stronger, talented team inside that that, that uh, you know the Heat can be exposed at times that way. Um, so. Yeah, if Capella can't come back this series, then, then, then uh, Atlanta's in trouble. And then looking forward to if they get past the Hawks, it looks like Philadelphia is is rolling. And with Toronto's injuries, uh, playing Embiid is going to present the problem that they had Randall a couple years ago. Same thing. He's Embiid, and you have Harden and Maxi. I mean, it looked really first game. The Sixers and the Heat series would be tremendous. Yeah, that'd be a good series. You know, and, and again, I'd, I'd rather play Philadelphia than the other options uh, um, out there. The the uh, winner of, you know, we'll look who's on the other side there right now in Brooklyn and Milwaukee. And so you wouldn't meet them until the Eastern Conference Finals. So that's, again, it would be in the number one. And, um, 
Yeah. And just a quick question I, I was going to say is, uh, you, you mentioned LeBron earlier, and i always been thinking about this in terms of since LeBron left the Heat, he won titles, but uh, certainly a couple of years and not being the playoffs. Um, and I know that Pat Riley flew over to Vegas. He's like, stay here. I will build this team. I know how to construct a team better than anyone else in the league. Stay here. I know you six, seven more titles. And LeBron, of course, with his brand left. But, I mean, do you think, what do you think in terms of how, just your analysis, your impression about LeBron leaving the Heat and the last eight years compared to what the Heat have gone through the last eight years? Well, you you lose you lose LeBron and and almost lateral damage uh, uh, Wade and and then Bosch gets sick. The, 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 the Heat went down real quickly through bad luck and LeBron's decision. And uh, uh, but you know what? I always thought he was a rental coming down here. I, I wrote it after the second year, I think it was, that uh, enjoy this because it's, it's fleeting. And and it was the greatest show uh, that I've that I been around, or probably anybody's been around uh, down here, or maybe in, uh, you know, it's it's up there, maybe better than Showtime and all that stuff. But, but um, so to me, it was, uh, you know, four years, thank you. Thanks for coming here. Uh, more than you know, the way he left and, and, and being angry at that man. There was, there was time for that at the moment, but, uh, I think that's all past. And, and, um, look, LeBron had to go, he, he wanted to go back to Cleveland. He wanted to win there. Um, he wanted to make, um, amends and men fences with, the, the, you know, uh, his part of the world that's important to him. So I, I, I got all that. I, I, I really didn't have a problem when he left. And we're talking to David Hyde of the Florida Sun Sentinel. Uh, one thing you should know about the Sun Sentinel, you can uh, subscribe. I, I actually just did it, uh, $1 a month. So to get the Sun Sentinel, to get all of David's articles, it's only a dollar a month to, to get on, online, which is great. Uh, but I, you also cover the Miami Dolphins. I just want to ask you a question or two about them. Um, the draft is coming up. They only drafted in the third and fourth round. Do we expect anything happening on draft day? I mean, every day seems to be a surprise from the Dolphins, but maybe we're just going to have a quiet, you know, just draft third, fourth round, maybe a solid player in those positions. Yeah, I don't expect anything, but, you know, who knows? They, they have so many young players on, on this team right now as far as draft picks in the last recent years that they they don't need to add youth. They, they of course, could add talent, and if there's – some player they really love, you know, maybe they go up after him. But um, with all the uh, sugar rush of free agency and, and the signings they had there, I, I, I would think they, are, they, they, they did enough this offseason. But it's, it is weird going into a draft and not paying any attention to it, though, because <laughs> for the past 20 years, it seems like we've been conditioned, and certainly the last three years, um, We've been conditioned that it's all about the draft. Now I don't even look at the mock drafts. <laughs> and Mike McDaniel was—we saw him in the videos with Tua at this at a some sort of event that Tua had. Uh, the whole point is, is McDaniel when he got the job said, "I I, I believe in Tua. I'm going to make this work." And do you sense, you know, since he's been hired and with all these new additions with Hill and everyone else, do you sense the enthusiasm in the Dolphins front office for Tua and the belief that this is going to work with Tua this year? Well, I think that that's the only option is 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 to go one thousand percent behind Tua. I mean, um, they were with Deshaun Watson until the trade deadline. They they flirted with Tom Brady, and it sounded and talked to people, and they're not just my reports, other reports that uh, 
they were interested in bringing in Tom Brady until that collapsed in, in part because of Brian Flores' lawsuit. Um, so, but yeah, they're a thousand percent behind Tua because he's their guy. And, and um, what a great opportunity for, for Tua with, with this, the changes they brought in and for Mike McDaniel in his first year as a head coach, they got the, they have some interesting pieces to work with, and we'll see if it works. Well, and you mentioned I, I would, about the Brady situation. That story just keeps talking about in terms of the fact that Brady could have possibly been an owner of the team, player. I mean, there seemed a lot of things that would happen with the fact that Brady could have maybe moved from Tampa to Miami. Yeah, that was in the in the works. Sean Payton was in the works to come here. You know, exactly, was it 90% done, 50% done? I don't know. But um, there were ancillary parts um, coming with them too. So, you know, that, that, you know, Brady's connection with the owner in waiting behind Steve Ross, uh, Bruce Beal, um, his, he was building, he's still building a house on Indian Creek where Don Shula used to live in, in Miami beach. Um, and so I, you know, I, whether these rumors, and plans that were short-circuited are, are, are put off for good or whether they're, you know, going to be play in play again next year. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Part of that will be depend on uh, how Brady plays at age 45 and how Tua plays uh, in his third year with McDaniel. So, um, you know, a lot can change in a year, as we know, but um, certainly it's a stage of Tua and McDaniel for the Dolphins. Well, we've been talking to David Hyde of the Florida Sun Sentinel. Thanks a lot, David, for coming on. Is there any way besides reading you in the Sun Sentinel, any way in terms of your uh, social media following that people can follow you? Yeah, I got a Facebook. I got uh, Twitter at Dave Hyde Sports. Uh, but yeah, a dollar for six month, uh, a month for six months of the Sun Sentinel. That's about as good a deal as get some sports, right? You can't buy a beer for that at the ballpark. <laughs> no, at the Masters, maybe. I was just there, but maybe that. But... <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, Dave, well, thanks so much for coming on Iris Sports. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me, Iris.